0: our prayer that God will plant our feet on higher ground lord plant our feet oh god on higher ground in jesus name we pray amen all right proverbs chapter four we are still in proverbs proverbs chapter four we are reading verse one through to nine we started last week on a theme, on a, on a topic I entitled uh, Wisdom is the Principal Thing. Hallelujah. Wisdom is the Principal Thing. Hear my children the instruction of a father and give attention to no understanding. For I have given you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words, keep my, command, my commands, and live. Get wisdom. Someone says, say, Get wisdom. Or say, like you mean it. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget to turn away from my, the words of my mouth. Hallelujah. Get wisdom get understanding do not forsake her verse 6 and she will preserve you love her and she will keep you wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and in all your getting get understanding I want you to say uh, read out chapter uh, verse 7 with me I want you to read it three times ready go oh really like you a soldier go on ready go Read it better than you read the first time. Ready, go. I want you to make it the loudest one yet. Ready, go. Hallelujah. Wisdom is the principal thing; therefore, get wisdom, and your and in all your getting, get understanding. Hallelujah. Exalt her and she'll promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace and a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting, get understanding hallelujah i thought we were all very intelligent people here i thought we're all very wise people here so why would um, the writer of the book of proverbs say to us that wisdom is a principal thing therefore get wisdom how do you get something you already have question how many are wise in this place give me a wave I'm going to ask again, how many are wise in this place? Give me a wave. (laughs) So, if you already have something, how is it that scripture is telling you to get it? If you already have it. Hallelujah. He says that wisdom is the principal thing. I thought the grace of God is the principal thing. I thought the uh, power of God is the principal thing. I thought the um, anointing that destroys the yoke is the principal thing. Brothers and sisters, you search the scriptures and realize that there is no other thing that was said in the scripture that was was, uh, linked to being principal, apart from wisdom. Hallelujah. There was nothing, God never said, his spirit is the principal thing. He never said his uh, mercy is the principal thing. He never said his anointing is the principal thing. He never said his uh, uh, glory is the principal thing. The only thing in the scripture that is the principal thing is wisdom. Hallelujah. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, in all you're getting, get wisdom. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to it explain to us why we need to get wisdom. He says that when you exalt wisdom, wisdom will promote you. I said to you last week, I don't know whether I offended some people, but I said to you last week that there are a lot of prayers we pray. If we're going to use wisdom, we won't pray them. There's a lot of hard work that we do if we're using wisdom, we won't exert that energy. Hallelujah. There's a lot of turns that we make in our lives that sets us back many years, because we lack wisdom. How many in this room you have made a boo-boo that has really if you think about it, even now your skin crawls? A mistake you made in life that if you think about it, your skin crawls. See, there are some mistakes when you make them, you can never reco- recover from them. There are some mistakes that will end your life. Hallelujah. There are some things that we do. At the time we're doing it, we felt very bold about it, we felt very strong about it. But Later, when we look back, we realize that that was the most stupid thing we ever did. Hallelujah. That is why the scripture is saying that get wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. Promo- exalt wisdom. That means lift wisdom high up, and it will give you prolong your life. Wisdom will bring you honor. Hello. Wisdom will bring you honor. And last week, we said that anytime we, we see anything introduced, any principle introduced, a principle is something that it doesn't matter who you are. If you apply it, it will work for you. Isn't that right? If we say a principle of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call that one? When you, everything that goes up must come down. No. Gravity. Hey, brother. Gravity is irrespective of anybody. It doesn't matter how many days you are fasted and prayed. If you jump, you are not going high. You are coming down. I remember I had a church member who was going uh, mental, had a mental illness. And uh, I remember going into the house and when he saw me, he said, Pastor, I'm jumping to heaven. And he jumped from the top upstairs. He said, Pastor, I'm jumping to heaven. He landed right down and broke his leg. We had to carry him to the hospital. Hallelujah. When a law is in place, it doesn't matter how wise you think you are. Or how smart you think you are. You can't outweigh that law. Are you with me? And this is one principle. Wisdom is the principal thing. If you get wisdom, if you embrace wisdom and exalt it, wisdom will promote you. Hello? Are are you understanding what I'm saying? It doesn't matter who you are. If you get wisdom, wisdom will elevate you. The reason why a lot of people pray, and I said to you last week that, in the third world, there are a lot of God-fearing people, a lot of prayerful people there. But because they are, they are going against a principle, their lives are not being changed. Even though God desires to change their lives. Am I making sense? Because they lack wisdom. Amen. And, and so we started looking at Uh, principles like this and I said to you last week that anytime there's a principle you have to go to the first mention the principle of first mention anytime you see anything that you don't you're not sure in the scripture go to the first time it was introduced and understand where it was introduced how it was introduced and why it was introduced because that will explain to you what it actually means am I making sense Another thing that you must also understand is that when you get something and you don't know how to describe that thing, the opposite of it will help you to know how or what that thing is, isn't it? If I say wisdom, the opposite of wisdom is what? In case you don't know what wisdom is, you look at foolishness and what foolishness is, the opposite of it is wisdom. Am I making sense? All right, so the first mention, we went to Exodus, isn't it? How many remember? What was the scripture? Exodus 31, verse number Number one. This was the first time the princip- concept of wisdom was introduced in the Bible. Amen. And here is the context in which the concept was introduced. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of her, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Somebody say the Spirit of God. Yeah. In wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works to work in gold to work in gold in silver and in bronze in cutting jewels for setting in the carving in, in carving wood and to work in all manner of workmanship hallelujah and, and you realize that God said the concept of wisdom was introduced When Moses was building the tabernacle, are you with me? Moses was a prophet of God. Moses was God's man. And God was saying to Moses, I have given, I have put my spirit, the spirit of God, on Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Her, and I've given him wisdom so he says that the spirit of god and then he starts to name the spirits the different spirit and he's, he mentioned what wisdom in craftsmanship amen and i said to you when you go to Isaiah chapter 11 let's go to Isaiah chapter 11 and we see when the Spirit of God, that same thing concept as, as I told first mentioned, the spirit of God is also introduced. See that there shall come forth out of the rod of uh, the stem of Jesse uh, and the branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of who? the Lord, the same Spirit of God, can you see that? The Spirit of God shall rest upon him. Amen. The Spirit of God, has different branches. Are you with me? The first branch is what? The spirit of what? Wisdom. The second branch is what? The spirit of understanding. The third one is what? Counsel. The fourth one. Might. The fifth one. The sixth one. And the seventh one, the spirit of God was the first one. So there are seven spirits. Hallelujah. And you see that out of the seven, five of them has to do with wisdom. Remember when we read the first mention, there were three things that were said about Bezalel. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Are you with me? So anytime you hear wisdom, it's talking about these three components. Isaiah expounds and gives two more. Are you with me? So wisdom has three components. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And I said to you last week that the word wisdom stands for what? I gave you Hebrew words. Hey, are you proper students? Or you like when, I, when we, we preach and we... Jump up and down. Hakmah, is it Hakma is the first one, which means what? Technical what? Skill, technical insight. Go back to um, Exodus 31. He says that I've given him wisdom, and the f- wisdom there is technical insight. When we say technical insight, it's like when your car develops a fault, you don't know what it is. When you go to a mechanic and you say to the mechanic, my, I was going and my car started to, you know, jack up and down. And then it started to slow down. And then as soon as you give those symptoms, the mechanic says, well, it is your fuel pump or something, something. Because he has a technical insight. When you go to the doctors and you say to to the doctor, this is a symptom, symptom." the doctor will tell you, it is this disease or that disease because he has a technical insight. Hallelujah. If you have technical insight, your troubles will be less or reduced. Amen. The reason why people develop at school is because they don't have technical insight into their education. Abigail, why are you looking at me? (laughs) Are you surprised? You're surprised that I mentioned divorce. No. Listen, I don't care how content cross your spouses. If you have technical insight, you can live with them happily ever after. That is why the scripture says, dwell, according to their, dwell with them according to what? inside knowing that they are the weaker vessels. Are you with me? I don't care how contented she is. Every action brings a corresponding reaction of equal measure. Hello, we are talking about wisdom. Why you people look at me nervously like that? <laughs> so, if if, if The person, if you are, you you know how to press the good buttons on the person, why would they react badly? Oh, he didn't like that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That is why before you marry, you must learn. You must Read. Don't just go because you have seen hips or you have seen chest. <laughs> yeah. I wrote the whole book. Before you jump, there are some things you must know. Some people haven't read it and they want to marry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. No, no, no. I've been married by the grace of 25 years coming November. Yeah, I've learned a thing or two. Because the person you are married to is your subject study. Yeah. That is your, your study. <laughs> yeah. Your study book. When you know the person, you will never divorce. Because you know the good buttons to press and the bad buttons to avoid. When you know you have insight to the work environment where you are, you always be promoted and never demoted. You will never incur the wrath of any boss if you have technical insight. He said to uh, give me volume on this give me volume on this so I can preach well. He said to Moses that Bezalel has technical insight. So that when you want the corner to be like that, you just say it and you will devise a way to make it look the way you want it to look like. Are, are you getting it? So wisdom is a know-how. It is not just something you study. It's something that, it's like something God gives you so that you know how to do things. Like it's not just going to sit in the classroom. That gives you wisdom. Are, are you with me? It's like it's something that you can't quite put your finger on but it is when it's, it is with you things work. Are you getting it? The second thing I gave you was what? Tabona that means what? Understanding, Understanding that's having a good grasp of things. How many still don't understand quadratic equations? You don't understand integrations. You don't understand differentiations. You don't have a good grasp of it. I'm sure we all learnt it. How many learnt it? They are familiar. You, you pass through, but if you are asked to. Explain it right now. (laughs) It it won't work. Why? Because you did not have a good grasp of it. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? But somebody who has a good grasp of it, it doesn't matter where they are. When you call them, they can explain it to you. It doesn't matter how old or the last time they did it. Because they have a certain understanding of how things work. I'm not making sense. I was saying to you that the, the the Japanese made a bridge that went across the ocean. Went across the sea. And when they did it, they received a certain understanding, then decided they will put um, they will borrowed underneath the, the, the sea so that cars can drive through from one side of the ocean to the other. Are you getting it? That's a technical insight. And from there now they they are making holes in mountains to put cars through. Are you, are you, are you understand? Because now they have an understanding of civil engineering. So they can do all sorts of crazy things that for some it's unimaginable. But for them, it is possible. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because some, some people can't even devise a small, a bridge that water that flows from this pillar to here. To put a bridge across it. <laughs> they can't do it. How many knows of some places that people can do it? Hallelujah. The third one was what? the heart, that means what? Knowledge. Having a certain knowing. Mastering the thing. Now that they have mastered crossing the ocean with a bridge and crossing the ocean with um, an underground thing, now they've mastered it. When England wanted to have a tunnel, a channel tunnel to go across the tunnel, they went for these same people and these same people did the engineering for them so now you can the train can go through the the channel cars can drive is is up is water down is where the train is passing, and the water doesn't come where the train is hallelujah that's a certain Understanding they have a certain knowledge that they can apply to any other, anytime they meet any difficult thing, they know how to approach it. Hallelujah! So, I want you to understand. So, that was that where we ended last week. All right, so I want you to see that the first mention of wisdom was connected to building, isn't it? So wisdom builds. Somebody say wisdom builds. In case you are wondering what wisdom is, wisdom is a builder. If wisdom builds, then foolishness does what? I wrote a book. It's still not yet out. About builders, users, abusers and destroyers hallelujah builders users abusers and what destroyers now builders are people who come to come on the scene there is nothing in sight but by the time they are leaving something has been created that's a builder A user is somebody who comes and sees what has been built and uses it. That's a user. An abuser is somebody who overuses what he came to see. Until the thing begins to spoil. A destroyer is somebody who intentionally spoils the thing. Hello. And all of us somehow in every diverse uh, way of life we answer to one of these four things at each time. We are either building, using, abusing, or destroying. Hallelujah. But if God Is the spirit of wisdom because this is? I'll give you the spirit of God, and then it tells you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That means that's Him, that's God. And we know that in the beginning, the world was without form and void, and gross darkness was on the face surface of the deep. And the spirit of God moved, and the Lord and God said, Let there be, and there was, isn't it? So it means God Himself is a builder, isn't it? He always builds. What does Satan do? John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill. I think I've made my point. Oh you still don't agree with me. If you don't get it, then let's forget it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So the spirit of God is what? The spirit of building. Look at 2 Chronicles chapter 2, verse 11 to 12 with me. Then Hiram, king of Ty, answered in writing, which he sent to Solomon, because the Lord loves his people, he has made you king over them. Hiram said, blessed be the, God, the Lord God of Israel, who has, made, who has made the heavens and the earth For he has given King David a wise son, somebody say a wise son, a wise son endowed with prudence and understanding, who will do what? Who will do what? Oh, say it like you mean, who will do what? He will build a temple for the Lord, a royal house for himself. A wise person, that's what? Builds. So don't tell me you are wise don't tell me you have wisdom if you haven't built anything that's why I asked the question how many of you are wise and you all lifted up your hands now we are going to put the ruler we are going to put the ruler and measure to see whether you are indeed wise or not (laughs) you see I don't preach these messages on Sunday because if you come to church on Wednesday, then at least you are much more mature than the Sunday, average Sunday attender. So, I can talk to you like a matured person, isn't it? Hallelujah. What have you built? What are you building? Are you a builder? You see, the life of any human being on earth, I said this the, the first Sunday, is that God has given you a unique index finger, or uh, what do you call it? Fingerprint. Because God expects you to leave a mark on the earth. God expects you to build something that is only unique to you. Somebody say, before I check out, I, check out. I will build something. Say like you mean before I check out of this earth. I will build something. something. No, build something. That shows that you are a wise person. That shows that the spirit of God is inside of you. Hallelujah. Because wise people build. When the king of Haram was saying that I praise God for putting a wise son giving David a wise son. Who will do what? Build, because only wise people build. Oh, you don't like what I saying. So the first son of wisdom is what building. That is the different, dif- the different mark between underdeveloped countries and developing countries in the book i wrote that when you go to any developing developed country it doesn't matter anywhere in the world one of the things you see on the skylight skyline of any developed country are cranes any developed country you go to one of the common feature you see it doesn't matter let them blindfold you and dump you in a place that is a developed country. You don't know the name of the place. You don't know where, which country it is. Just look around. If you see cranes, then you are in a developed country. If you don't see any crane, you are not in a developed country. Simples. I can't preach like this on Sunday. <laughs> How many understand what I'm saying? Yeah. In the developed country, the building will stand there for about 20, 20, 30 years, they'll knock it down and rebuild in the same spot. It will be there for another 50 years, they'll knock it down and rebuild. So the same same parcel of land, they built different things there. They'll knock it and rebuild something there. Then they'll knock it again and rebuild something there. And they'll knock, have you gone to the city center lately? Can you see that they are rebuilding? We're building not standing where they are rebuilding. They were buildings stood there, they are rebuilding. Come 50 years time and you still see cranes there blowing some uh, buildings down and rebuilding. But I'll take you to another part of the world. You see the, the buildings that have been stood there since 1845 and it's still standing. Now it has gone like that but it's still standing. And those people they are always commenting they are always talking always the government the government and we need and this and that and nobody's building a meeting that's mark of foolishness you don't like what my message I think I should go and stand behind the pulpit. Then you know that breach. <laughs> <laughs> Proverbs chapter nine, verse one. Let's read it together. Proverbs chapter nine, verse one. Ready, go. <inaudible> Hallelujah. Wisdom has done what? So ask your neighbor, Miss Wisdom or Mr. Wisdom, where is your house? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Let's read be on. Verse two. I hope I'm not offending anybody here. She has slaughtered her meat and has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. I will come to that. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Verse 4. Whoever is simple, that's a fool. Whoever is a fool let him turn in her as for him who lacks understanding she says to him come eat of my bread and drink of my wine drink of the wine i have mixed hallelujah so go back to verse one wisdom has done what build a house house and she built a house by putting seven pillars. Amen. What it means is that she is deliberate. She has dug deep to build a house that is up. The foundation is the most important part of the building. And yet it's the part of the building that nobody sees. How many understand that? If you're a wise person, you don't just build. In Matthew chapter 7, when Jesus was talking about the foolish person, man and the wise person, he says that he who hears my words and does them, I will liken it unto a man, a wise man that builds his house upon what? The rock. And when the floods came and the winds blew, the house stood by he who hears my word and does not do them, I will liken him to a fool who built a house on the sun and the rains came and the winds blew and it fell and great was the fall. Uh, (laughs) You get what I'm saying. So he's saying that if you are going to be wise, you don't just get up and build. You have to, first of all, build the foundation. That's what makes you wise. That's what building, everybody can put, every idiot can put a structure together. But a wise man would dig to the rock. Hallelujah. And how many know that it's not easy to dig into the rock? It's a lot of hard work. Some of us our education is a rock. It's a lot of hard work. I would like him to a man who built his house on what? The rock. His pillars were in the rock. In Isaiah, I think, Azar 30, uh, let me check the scripture. He says that Isaiah 37, verse 21, and 2 Kings 19, verse 30. Same scripture, same passage. And the remnant who have escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root toward, downwards, Hazar thirty seven verse thirty one, not twenty one. Can you hear me at the back? And the remnant who have escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downwards, and bear fruit upwards. Hallelujah. Second Kings nineteen thirty says that and the remnant who have escaped out of the house of Judah shall again. Can you? please help, help her. Isaiah 37, verse 31. Have you got it on in your bi- Bibles? Are you writing notes at all? Yes. And as a second... Kings 19.30. Not and those who are left in Judah, who have escaped out of the ravage of the siege, will put roots where? Downwards. Give me the new King James. They shall take roots downwards and bear fruit upwards. It is... Your root that determines your fruits. Hello? It is your root that determines what? So I said, I made a statement. If you want to have a good marriage, you have to take root. So you have to learn. That is a, don't learn on the job. You won't know how to do it properly. Now that you are not married, this is the best time to start learning. Because when you are reading, whilst married, you'll be reading and skewed. Yeah, I don't know whether you understand that. Yeah, you'll be reading, and when the thing is telling that you are a fool, you defend yourself and your stance. So you read, past it. <laughs> but when you are not married, and you read, then you are very objective. Then you put it down. Are you getting it? Same scripture, 2 Kings 19.30. It says that any remnant that have escaped the house of Judah shall again take root what? Yeah. Downwards and bear fruit Up. upwards. If you want your fruits to be good, your roots must be correct. It is a root that determines the fruit. It is the foundation that determines the longevity of the building. It determines how solid the building will be. When the winds come and the rains come, what will keep the building solid is the foundation. Hallelujah. So wisdom teaches us to build on a solid foundation. Amen. How many are building your life on a solid foundation? You are not building by feeling. You are, you are a deliberate builder. Hallelujah. You are very, very calculating your building. Or uh, you are an opportunist builder. Which is which? Hey, Today the room is very quiet. Or is it me? So wisdom builds. The way to judge whether somebody is wise or not. The ability to build. And not only just to build. But to build something that stands for a long time. Amen. Amen. It also means that that person who is building is not lazy. I've just finished writing a book on the synergy of the ant and the locusts, because the scripture said in Proverbs 24, go to the ant, you sluggard, and learn of her ways. They don't have a leader, yet they prepare their food in the summer against the winter. And I said that the ant probably lives for only 45 days to 65 days most of the ants will not see winter we are in summer now 65 days add 65 days to today will still not be in winter that's the lifespan of the ant, and yet the ant as i'm speaking now is is going around looking for food and coming to hide in the uh, their colony then they go around looking for food and they come and hide they go around looking for food and come and hide they may not eat of the food But they are still committed to leaving a legacy behind that's the wisdom of the ant if you say you're a wise person what are you leaving behind Uh, calculate my life at my age okay if i look to build or not to build I, I've lived more years than I have in front of me. This and, and Solomon said something. I'm working hard to leave all my goods to someone who's coming behind me. Whether it's a fool or not, I don't know. <laughs> After I built and working so hard to build all these nice things, this foolish person will come and squander <laughs> and all this vanity. But the wisdom says that whether the one coming behind me is a fool or not, that is not the question. The question is that I must leave my mark. I must build. Even if I will not end up seeing the building, I must build. 45 days to 60 days, the ant will be dead, but the ant is working day and night, tirelessly, gathering food that they may not even eat. I have seen it in my life. I've seen it so, so, so vividly. I saw my father work hard. My father was a builder. My father was a, I mean, if you look at, if you're looking for a, an example of who a builder is, a prototype of a builder is my father. Some of the houses he built and bought, he didn't even see them till he died. I was telling you, there are two houses in Netherlands. I've gone there twice looking for the house my father bought. I have the papers. I don't know where the building is. Yeah. He built, he was building, 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 building. And he left some of my siblings who are total idiots. somehow <laughs> I hope nobody's recording this okay. somehow somehow wise people they were always followed by fools somehow For some reason the fact that your father is a wise person makes you an idiot because you can see the luxury and it makes you not want to do anything Why should I lift a finger? Everything has been done. I'll tell you another story. My father bought a house in Golders Green, 177 West Heath Road, Golders Green. Those who know London. It's three houses in one. The first house is a one-bed flat. Second house is a two-bed flat. Then the bottom is a three-bed. It's a one house, but it's three flats in there. As I speak to you, it's worth over three million. When he, my, my brother, who is a junior to my father, when he first came to live in this country, he was living in the top flat, And the two flats were given to rent. Guess what he did? He went for a loan to buy a car and he took the whole house. (laughs) So the long, the, the long and short of the story is that we lost the building. When I came to, I was a university student when I came, and so I was just driving past, and I saw for sale on it. I used my one-year university fee to fight it legally. And they they said to, to my father, here's the document. You take your document, your son goes to jail. Which one do you do? And my father just turned and he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Up to now, uh, they owe me that money. I will never forget. Up to now, that money, pa- uh, what your paragon legal services, I paid them seven thousand five hundred. This was 1992. My school fees, I paid. When see, he didn't deter him. He still kept on building and buying things. A builder is not deterred. A builder, the habit of a builder is to build. Nothing stops them. And, and I wrote in a book, when you see an anthill, how many have seen an anthill? See the, the ant, look at the size of the ant. Compared to the anthill. Because the ant is a builder. If by any chance, rain or wind or somebody goes to kick the anthill down, they don't do a, a what do you call it, a memorial service. As the thing has fallen, they start building again. <laughs> they don't <laughs> wait to cry. Because that is the... the Way the ant is wired. That is wisdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? They don't spend time dwelling on the past. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. They don't they don't waste time to say, Oh, poor me, poor me, poor me. You see, most of us have that poor me mentality. How many know what I'm talking about? When something small happens to you, you close the windows, you close the curtains, and you stay in the same pajamas for, for three weeks, and you'll be, you be crying and eating ice cream and farting in your bed. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. How many know what I'm talking about? I am praying that from today you will stop feeling sorry for yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Build again. I remember the words my father said when he walked away from the, the, the office. The barrister was standing there he says that here is the document. Your son will go into jail. And was, for me, it was not a lot, seven years. He should go. (laughs) Let him go. Seven years. Let him go. When he comes back, he will learn sense. My one mother, one father. I was saying to my dad, let him go. He turned and he said that We'll, build, we'll buy it again, and it worked out. That's why he said we'll buy it again. Don't worry, let's leave it. I never saw him going to sit in a corner and crying. Me, I was so angry. <laughs> I was so angry. I wanted to lynch him myself. More especially because that guy, when I came to the country, he saw that I was competition. So he moved from the place and he rented the house that I was supposed to stay in. I went to work. When I came, my things were outside in a black bag. I slept in a train station, Finchley Road, Frogna. Don't know whether I've seen that. Finchley, if you know Finchley Road, I slept on the train station that night and I never forgave him. saw so that, that I had come. Mean, I mean, Johnny just come. I said, me too. I am. <laughs> I think I landed, When I, land, I landed like a, a, what do you call it? Maybe like a Thursday. By Saturday, I had a job. Uh, because me, I, I'm not. And he, he looked, looked at the, he said, what am I doing? What are you doing here? There's money, there's everything. Why are you? I said, no, I don't do that. I want my own. When I went to work, I came here, changed the locks and put my things in the bean bags and the porch. You don't want to know the end of the the, the story of that guy. So let's go on. (laughs) He died in a room about three weeks and nobody knew he was dead. What was I saying I've changed their foundation is so important your son could be a fool but it doesn't matter keep building you don't build because of your son listen everybody must build a name before you check out That is why I always advise that if starting from where you are, make sure this piece of, there's a piece of the uh, earth that is yours, has your name on it. Even if it is just the square from here to there. You must have your name on the earth. That This parcel of the earth has your name. Oh, I'm saying something very, very important, but I don't know whether you are getting it. You must always have a place that has your name. And not only that, you must leave a legacy. See, foolish presidents think of today and the money they will steal and the the food, the girls and the clothes and the houses they will steal. How many know what I'm talking about? But there are certain countries when they come on the throne, they are thinking of a legacy. When you look at American presidents, you see that majority of them never ever made money. They made money after they left the office. Because it was not about making money. It was about leaving a name. Compared to African presidents. (laughs) One guy, one guy, when he died, oh. under his bed, they found eight billion. Please don't mention in him, I don't <laughs> want any problems. The day he died, under his bed, dollars. I mean, eight billion. No, the, the, the money under his bed was equivalent to the money the whole country owed. That was not the money that he had in the banks. This was the money that was under his bed, his pocket change. <laughs> and the country never ever got the monies that he stole. Go to Switzerland. They, they, they are giving them They are giving them the interest. Every year we give you the interest. But the actual principal, they are sitting on it. Switzerland don't make anything. They don't produce anything. They don't do anything. They just house people's stolen money. (laughs) And work with it. See, when I say something like this, you can see it. It's very, very immediate and direct. But look into your life. I said to you last week that wisdom is, my time is up. I I always say that as for when it comes to this particular, I'm so passionate about wisdom, I can preach it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Wisdom is self-sacrifice. Bible says that through wisdom is a house built. It didn't say it's by money. And what it means is that there's one who self-sacrifices is the one who always has to build. You know, my father never went on holiday. I never saw my father go on holiday. And he was a very wealthy man. He could afford any holiday in his life, anywhere. The reason why I started going on holiday was because of my dad. Because I saw the, the wretched life he led to build. And I saw how foolish his children were. And I decided that me, I'll go on holiday every year. <laughs> Stand to your feet. <laughs>